Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Daily Objective. And we've got quite an objective of what we need to discuss today. You might have heard, or you might have not have heard, and that's the problem, about a beheading that took place uh, due to somebody in France, I believe, drawing the image of the Prophet Muhammad. That's the Muslim, uh, I would say, sort of the hero of that whole thing, right? Uh, and you're not supposed to draw him according to that religion. Uh, a lot of religions have similar rules, like don't draw this, the image of this figure, or don't draw the image of a person at all, some religious views say, but there only seems to be one religion where uh, you get killed or hurt with violence in some way for breaking that rule. And this happened in France recently, and uh, I don't think it's being given quite the attention that it, that it warrants. Um, something I've uh, thought about in recent years is how there's been a big uh, kind of movement away from the left over the last few years by a bunch of people who see themselves as, you know, Blexit, that's blacks leaving the left or leaving the Democrat Party or the gay version of that, gays leaving the left, various people, nerds leaving the left, people who love video games and, and movies and comic books, feeling that the politically correct left has taken over things and it's cutting into our free speech and it's time to rethink being on the left. And I've, I've always kind of noticed that with a little bit of cynicism and a little bit of appreciation for the, for the fact that people are sticking up for their values. But I've always thought, you know, this whole kind of leaving the left trend began like at, shortly after the Charlie Hebdo massacre in France around 2015, I believe, like the beginning of 2015. So I always thought like, what if all these free speech warriors had been sort of had been sort of paying attention and active and vocal when the Charlie Hebdo massacre took place? Would they all stand up for free speech? Would they depict the prophet Muhammad in cartoon form? Would they would they make this their essential issue of their cause because they're so vocal when when it comes to adding female characters to video games or or making characters more racially diverse in comic books. They, they, they need to stand up against political correctness as they see it. But uh, I've always wondered, would any of these people be as vocal if free speech was literally under attack, quite literally under attack by a religion, by just absolute uh, naked mystics? That's what I've wondered. And uh, I guess, uh, sadly, the answer has sort of uh, come up now that, there was an actual kind of, you could say, copycat Charlie Hebdo attack, similar that it was for the same reason, motivated by the same uh, purpose and for the same alleged crime of drawing Muhammad. <sighs> very sad to see, obviously, that this terrible incident took place and uh, also very disheartening to see that the outrage is not quite the same as when there is a horrible um, incident surrounding other issues or when even there's no violence in some cases it's just that comic books or movies or video games are allegedly being taken over by feminists people get very vocal in protest against that but where where's the uh, protest against this it's just quite isn't quite the same a lot to get into there now that we, we've uh, spent the first uh, 35 minutes of the show with my world famous opening monologue here to help us uh, discuss this topic, here to help us understand a man who is himself a visionary, himself an artist. He is kind of the hot talk of the town recently. He actually played 
John Galt at a gala, if I pronounce that correctly, a gala gala. Uh, and people saying it was their favorite part of the gala. My favorite part personally was not being invited to it, not, not getting free tickets with a three, three course meal complimentary sent to me, but, um, but we all had our favorite moments, I guess. Please welcome Mark Pellegrino. Hey, what's up? Hey, I just, I just, Go ahead. I just, yeah. I just want to, I just want to correct a few things there. I don't think this, this individual drew Mohammed. He was a teacher, and I think he, I think in the interests of uh, uh, teaching his class about freedom of speech on the anniversary of the Charlie Hebdo attack, he was showing his students a picture of, uh, of the pictures, the cartoons that caused all the uproar. And then I think uh, a student or two complained to, to their parents. They lodged complaints and somehow this got around to this 18 uh, year old maniac who, who decided to take uh, the law into his own hands and murder this man for, for being a teacher, for teaching kids that, it's, uh, that free speech is good. Um, but I think that that, that that has excited a huge movement in uh, not as big as the Je Suis Charlie movement um, at the time of the Charlie Hebdo attacks, but uh, uh, the, the Place de République was filled to the brim with people uh, marching in memorial for him and demonstrating in memorial for this guy. And, and people in France are pretty outraged about it. Um, I didn't hear about it, of course, in any major news outlet. Uh, my wife told me about it because she's in Paris right now. And that's what spurred me to look for it. Wow. Um, that's quite impactful. And obviously, thank you for correcting me on the facts. You know, I, uh, part of, we, we, last time, one of the last times we were on the show, we talked about improvisation and kind of the format that I've brought to this show is never quite being very prepared. So you get the organic thing, but usually, I mean, at, at least one of the <clears throat> other co-hosts is prepared and has done the research. So somebody is able to, uh, set me straight. But um, what's interesting, that what, what sort of uh, strikes me about that is that this was an 18-year-old. This was probably, presumably not trained by ISIS. He was not, um, he, he didn't grow up in a, in a uh, you know, in Osama bin Laden's household. I, I'm assuming he's a French guy who was drawn to this uh, philosophy. That is either Islam or a certain sect of Islam, he, a certain view that says that the depiction of Muhammad should be met with violence. And uh, it sort of speaks to the, um, to the void that multiculturalism, that uh, nihilism, that egalitarianism sort of opens up and kind of uh, it, 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 it leaves young people vulnerable to, to finding inspiration in mysticism, in uh, irrational philosophies that at least give them something more integrated than religion. Um, but that is, I mean, that, that is, uh, that is quite a horrible story. So yeah, that's right. The teacher was showing the cartoon, not actually drawing it, but, but, uh, in any case, it was met with violence and a violent beheading, if I'm, mm -hmm. if I'm correct. Yeah. With a 14 inch kitchen knife. Yeah. I remember when, uh, the Charlie Hebdo, uh, massacre took place a lot everyone a lot of people were saying jesui charlie if i pronounce that correctly g jesui jesui charlie so every meaning i am charlie everybody's so uh everyone can't wait to call themselves charlie other than the fact that they they're not actually showing the cartoon that ought to have been the um 
the next move for newspapers, for TV stations, for artists. Indeed. It's understandable if, if, if no one else is doing it, maybe one person is, is uh, reluctant to be the first. But when you have a giant media companies that have, they have security, they have the ability to, uh, to be a hero. They're just not doing it. I, I see it as moral cowardice. I see it as um, actual, actually ceding the moral high ground to the, to the killers. They, they wouldn't articulate it that way, but the moral killers, they have a moral statement that they're making. It's evil. It's, it's, it's not a rational code of morality, but they do have a morality. Whereas, whereas the sort of uh, mainstream kind of uh, egalitarian culture that we live in, it, it, it really has nothing much to say about anything. No, no morality doesn't mean very much uh, most of the time in, in the world, in the world we're living in. Of course, I'm speaking very generally, um, I saw this girl, uh, Nicole Arbor. She made a lot of noise on the internet about five years ago also with a video called like Dear Fat People and it riled people up. Oh, she's so, oh, she's really uh, provoking people. Now, I was never a fan of hers. I always thought she was uh, what the kids call cringe. You know, I don't think any serious provocateur ever took her, ever found her very funny. But uh, nonetheless, she she put her neck on the line and was willing to step out and say, dear fat people, time to lose some weight. And uh, then I saw she tweeted, how about we don't we just don't draw Muhammad? OK, like this was supposed to be a hot take. This was supposed to be a ballsy move. Um, you could sort of see why she's not really a provocateur. She's not really um, much much of the comedian that she fancies herself. And which is why she's gravitating to this sort of milk toast kind of Steven Crowder uh, strand of the right, where it where it's it, they 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 talk a big game about free speech and and all of that, but ultimately it's just kind of a watered down version of the real thing, and they just kind of need you to join the mug club because big tech is coming to shut them down. So yeah, so much by the way we hear about big tech, right? Big tech, they're censoring us. Where's Tucker Carlson on this? I wonder. I mean, I know this sort of happened over the weekend. But I guess Tucker is due to to speak out about this. I, I hope he does. I'm not saying he won't, but uh, he certainly has a lot to say about big tech censorship using and he uses that word very uh, liberally. Big tech is censoring us. I hope uh, I hope people on the right really get vocal about actual censorship taking place in the Western world. I don't think they're going to make that distinction. I think they think that uh, I don't think they make the distinction between privately deciding what what types of messages you want on your own platforms and the censorship of government telling you what you can and can't say. Right. But if they do draw that equivalent, I would hope that at least they give um, a massacre by private citizens against one another, actual violence in the name of censorship, at least the same level of energy as they give, you know, Facebook shadow banning or deleting an account. Um, but uh, I suspect, I mean, if, if, if what we've seen so far is any indication, it's the, um, it's the bloodless, quote, censorship of big tech that brings out more outrage and indignation than does literal violence uh, by censors by, uh, that we see. You see what I'm saying? So. But how does this how does this incident in Paris integrate with the with that shooting that police shooting? I'm 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 trying to put these two together. The, how I does guess, the reaction on the one hand 
somehow integrate with the other reaction? I guess um, it's it's that the, the police shooting uh, should be met with a lot of scrutiny and and there should be a very serious investigation to find out what took place. I mean, multiple police shootings, sadly, obviously. Um, I hate to put the word but at the end of that, but uh, shouldn't we have the same, at least the same level of outrage when a person was beheaded in the name of, I mean, for literally just being a teacher? It just, like, why, shouldn't Twitter be, like, shouldn't this be the top trending topic? I mean, I guess, I guess it's, if people are so quick to make conclusions whenever they hear a police officer shot somebody, and there's and there's uh, outrage and often rightfully so. But I'm saying, shouldn't there be at least the same amount of outrage when there's a beheading of over over cartoons? I guess that's how I'm that's how I'm sort of integrating the two. It seems very selective. The outrage is very selective. And in a case like this, it, what, what happened in France, it to me, that's just open shut a cause for outrage, a cause for uh waking up and and really seeing our values as human beings coming under attack um so i guess that's how i integrate them too but but i didn't uh that, that that's not the thesis of where i'm coming from with all this in kind of relating it to the police the police and issue. i think i think it was open and shut in paris i think people responded pretty emotionally as, as they should and i think the police the police killed the guy so um uh, I, there was, a, I think, uh, one one person who protested the killing of the guy. But I think overall, people people understand that something terrible has happened, and and it's a, it's a habit that needs to stop instantaneously. I don't think there's a mass movement to uh, to stop drawing Mohammed in France. I think this this man who showed these students this cartoon is sort of evidence that people are still out there willing to face down evil. Um, with good, I think the the police shootings are are different because they're they're complex. They're ta they're taking place in a in a, a volatile political atmosphere where they're sort of on the line, and their lack of training is what's is clearly part of what is escalating these situations to uh, deadly encounters that don't have to be. The fact is, I think in that case, the police were struggling with this guy before he you know, made a beeline to his SUV with a, with a kid inside or a knife in there. I don't know. I've, I've heard so many different stories. I don't know what's true anymore, which then compelled the police to shoot him. But because they can't subdue these people and they don't know how to do that, they can't, they have to escalate to um, lethal force. And that's something that really should be protested, I think. I mean, yeah, the guy's stupid for doing what he did, but um, the police, if they're well, if they're properly trained, if these beat cops who have to deal with in physical encounters or minimal blue belts in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, there's no one-on-one -on -one encounter that they wouldn't be able to handle pretty easily. Um, but they're, they're, they're not. And so these, 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 uh, these encounters escalate um, to deadly encounters. So yeah, I don't know. I, no, I mean, I think you're right. Um, my point is kind of, we see a lot of outrage on the right and on the left. So on the right, they are, they all of their moral righteousness it comes up about big tech censoring people. So and then now they're faced with a case of censor actual censorship happening not that far. I mean, France is sort of culturally close to America compared to like, I don't know, the Amazon or wherever. Um, and on the left, of course, we see protests. We see um, 
uprisings over police shootings. And again, they, there, there could be a lot, a lot of righteousness to their indignation. But but again, where's the outrage over this? Shouldn't you shouldn't you see leftists worldwide on Twitter, off Twitter, everywhere? Shouldn't you see people out with signs holding up the prophet Muhammad? That's kind of what I'm getting at. And I know I it's think easy. you should. I, I mean, think I should. think. Yeah. I don't know if you mean like I should personally. But uh, maybe no. Maybe well, I, I, th I think there should be mass movements yeah, yeah. like that. I think it should be back in your face that the First Amendment freedom of speech is a pillar of civilization, not this, not what you follow. And you either have to submit to these pillars of civil of secular civilization or or face the consequences. Yeah. Uh, I think we I think we agree. So isn't that isn't that nice? You know, there's so, so much for debate and discourse and uh, arriving at truth through disagreement. How about just through agreement? Isn't that you know, I feel like that's underrated um, in, in the chat room. We've, we've got new intellectuals saying it turned out that the killer's stepsister was an ISIS member. So um, and, and I, I guess, think he I think he filmed the event and did post it on social media to ISIS folks as well. Mm -hmm. So I don't. He's a rad, he's a radicalized guy. He met, yeah. he met his proper fate. I wonder what the future holds. Uh, I wonder, I wonder what we're going to see out of France. They've always been like America's sort of, um, I see um, uh, France as like America's and really to say England's sort of um, cousin in a way, you know, like they had their enlightenment, England had their enlightenment and America sort of, I see as the child of England. Like there've always been like these kind of two versions of the enlightenment when you look at the history of philosophy. And I think the, the British version was way better, but I, <clears throat> I, I wonder if the French, the French are going to kind of, um, I don't know, you may say I'm a dreamer. What if they like really strongly turn to individualism uh, once they see that free speech is such a, such a important aspect of liberty? Time will tell. I don't uh, see it happening, but I hope it does. I don't see it happening, but you know, the, the French, uh, I think they gave us the money we needed to, to win the revolutionary war the first time. Maybe this time they'll give us the philosophical uh, currency that we need. We'll see. Hey, uh, we, they, it, things happen. Mark finds out about it. I speak about it and then find out about it. And that's what makes the Daily Objective, the show that you all love. Uh, please consider making a donation. Obviously, the... Um, the value uh, we give you is here free, but who knows? Maybe we can put more money into promoting it. Maybe we could put more money into uh, reaching the French and showing them that there's a better <laughs> way.